I'm Kevin O'Coin. And I'm Brian Ackley. This is Life in the Rough, the podcast. Woo! Halloween! Recording on All Hallows' Eve, actually. Like the actual Halloween edition. Tis the season, Kev. Tis the season for candies and cavities, I suppose. This is kind of the opposite of our... um, I don't know if it's necessarily the opposite, but like we always do like... Not always, but we do the St. Paddy's Day episode where it's like not quite the beginning of the season, getting close to it. We're just drinking Irish car bombs. And then today it's just like the season's about to end. We're like kind of mourning the loss of the golf season versus getting ready for the season starting. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I'm very excited for golf season to to still be around for uh, another few weeks. This weekend was gorgeous. I got I, I had some great weather on Saturday. It was like I want to say like the high ended up being in the mid eighties. Wait, um, on Saturday? Yeah, it was like pissing rain here all day on Saturday and Sunday. It was just like complete washout. If I remember oh, correctly, yeah, that's really unfortunate. Yeah, no, I uh, I had a tea time down at Shenacosset, and it was it was gorgeous. I mean, I I showed up in shorts. Um. Yeah, get I mean, out of town. Yeah, that's how you know. I mean, it was I left my house. It was like in the mid 50s. By the time I got down to Groton, it was in the high 60s. And this was like 930 in the morning. So I knew I knew what we were getting in for. I, I, I all right, I'm not going to lie. I wore pants in the vehicle, in the car. And then when I got to my parents, dropped off Charlotte. I was like, you know, it's going to be a short stay. So I brought I brought shorts. I knew what you're known for like the wardrobe it's like you carry around a, a suitcase with you or something like i think at one point you changed shoes at the turn and it wasn't even because it was wet i think you just wanted to wear a different pair of shoes like you're you know, out here styling i am entitled a little bit in terms of my options yeah <laughs> um certainly want to look good and feel good um you're absolutely right though i i typically overpack i've got a really fucking big golf bag um i don't have to physically push it myself so i i really do mm. kind of load that bitch up as if i was gonna try to hide things past tsa um yeah. i really do load it up um but yeah i changed in my parents house because it the weather was just so nice but yeah man by the time we were trunk or treating uh in the evening yeah it was like 85 degrees outside it was fucking hot yeah see that's not what that you almost don't want that for like halloween type festivities and i know we kind of we preached this subject a bit last week but like the trunk or treating thing it's apparently a phenomenon because i've i've been seeing social media posts of people all over the country doing this trunk or treating thing like the first one i saw somebody in connecticut i'm like oh they must be at the same thing brian's at and then i'm just seeing this shit pop up all over the place so do people just like park their cars and is it like a tailgate yeah. type trick or treating yeah, type for situation? Sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, some pl- like you, at least from what I could tell, most of the people that set up shops, like whether they built a little booth or like a something out of cardboard for kids to take photos in front of, or mm-hmm. or whatever their situation was, um, I feel like most of them were small business owners, so like they also had cards of like uh-huh. their business and stuff like that, you know, wanted to get their face out in the community, um, stuff like sure. that. Some, uh, I mean, it was at a school. So, but um, no, it was wild. So people, yeah, essentially you're just going to the backs of people's cars. They decorate them. So it doesn't just look like you're walking up to a car. 
Um, and yeah, you just go from one to one and get some candy. There were, I mean, the one we were at, it was wild. There was a DJ. Um, it was very loud. Uh, I mean, there must have been like I- I'm talking hundreds of people, like hundreds of people were, were at this thing. And this is funny. Like you, if you say like when we were growing up, like, you know, like mid to late nineties or whatever, if you go and like, Hey ma, I'm going to go to this parking lot and go to a bunch of different cars and they're all going to give me candy. <laughs> you yeah. like, what the fuck? No, you are not. But like yeah. these days it's almost like it's probably safer. Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's a lot more convenient. You, you just walk around a parking lot instead of walking around a neighborhood. Um Yeah. It, I mean, I remember stuff like this when I was a kid. I don't think we called it trunk or treat. I think you just called it like a Halloween party, but it was the same mm-hmm. sort of thing. You just go up to different booths and they had games and you just fucking take the candy. And um, um and did you grow up in a similar area to where you are now? Like not really a major neighbor. Like it, I think I've actually been to your parents' house and well, it's like, it doesn't really seem like you're in like a big, like walkable neighborhood there. Right. No. Uh, so okay. my parents are the second house on the hill um, and it's a dead end road. So you're not getting yeah. really any traffic and all the people on the other side of the road, um, they're not going to walk their ass all the way down. It, it's just, yeah, it never was a good trick or treating neighborhood. Um, mm-hmm. We hit a couple houses that we knew like the families, like family friends sort of situation. Um, yeah. But yeah, horrible for trick or treating. And now the neighborhood and I'm in now similar it's just you know it's a really old uh neighborhood uh the youth is just coming down you know we've got a child there's a couple more families that now have kids so we're we're going to be taking over the block maybe in a few years but right now it's still uh it's still pretty dead there's only like 15 houses on my street you know right so it's not you know very big to begin with so there are places locally um for us to go um big neighborhoods and my brother's got a good neighborhood so We'll figure something out, but I'm I'm definitely over. Man, I'm over giving Charlotte candy. It is wild. Like she is off the wall, and then it's like more, a more candy, more, and it just, like oh my gosh, it's it doesn't stop. So I I will not mind when trick or treating ends because she like she's smart enough to say it. She's like trick or treat, and then she's like thank you, and like it's it's wild tonight. Uh, she'll be going as a sheep um which will be good nice a little little cold out that'll keep her warm um are you gonna be are you gonna be the shepherd like are are you or courtney gonna be dressed up i don't think i'll be dressing up um i'll if so i'll probably just dress up as a frustrated person in tech sales staffing um so you're just gonna you know walk out the door yeah well i mean yeah yeah that's pretty much it um I really don't know what the plan is, to be honest. Um, I hope we're home early. I'm exhausted already. I just, oh, my God, see, it's coming out of me. Um, long weekend of trunk or treating and dressing up and, and golfing, though. We did golf, so. Yeah, no, you played 18, right? Sure did, sure did. Because didn't a... you think you weren't going to be able to based off your, like, did you adjust your tee time? Like, tell me a little bit about how this transpired. Sure. Well, um, I booked an 1120 tee time and because Courtney was going to be at her brother's for the day mm-hmm. and then those plans changed and then this trunk or treat thing popped up and the trunk or treat started at 430. And I was like, well, my 1120 tee time isn't really going to work that well 
Mm-mm. with getting back to Marlboro and then getting ready and and all that. So um, got down there a little early, uh, dropped Charlotte off my parents around 930, headed over to the course, and uh, I got out around 1020. Uh, they were able to get me out as a single. I was nice. able, they offered me to like go out right away. And I was like, dude, they're walking in the fair. He's like, you can just drop one out there. I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. I, I, I was like, no. Um, and yeah, you don't want to start off the round by not being a legit and, round. Right. You know, <laughs> Kev, I think I, um, I think I, I think I'm an idiot. And the guy was always nice. Uh, he's like, oh, just pay, pay when you're done. I was like, oh, all right, whatever. I mean, like, okay. Um, by the time I'm done, the guy isn't even there anymore. So I'm just standing in the pro shop. The guy's like, what can I do for you? I was like, well, I never paid my greens fees. He's like, ah, fucking Todd. And I'm like, well, I'm here to pay them now. Like, but then I yeah. ring me up and it was 50 bucks. And I was like, I could have swore the last time Todd rang me up, it was 40 bucks. I was like, I do not want to get rung out by you again. God damn it. Um, by the time the second guy clocks in, there's not even a single transaction that's been put through. Todd's yeah. like, yeah, just pay after whatever. Yeah. Like nobody comes in ever. Um, yeah, there's some, I don't know. There's some something funky with their credit card machine. Like they run it twice. Like they run it and then it scans and then they like have to put it through another. Trust me, I know I'm not getting charged twice, but their process sucks. I feel it like it sounds like the financials at Shenny in general suck because aren't isn't like the, the bar and the pro shop like they're different entities, like different places own them or something. Yeah, the too. course is owned by the town. The pro yeah. shop is owned by somebody else and the bar it is. is owned by some the rest. Yeah. So it's all, yep. It's funky. Um, but I was pumped to get out there. Jack was mm-hmm. also out there. He got, I think he was on like five by the time I teed off. Um, Oh, you weren't playing together. No, no, no. We're just two guys who, you know, have a love for, for a great course like uh Shenikasa. Um, fun fact back in, uh, by the way, I learned, and this guy, I suppose, could have just been lying to me, but uh, Shenikasa used to be a private golf course. Um, yeah. How long ago? Like 50 years ago. Oh, maybe more like 60 years ago. Did it? Oh, interesting. Yeah. I, I didn't ask him too much about it because he was in a cart. Yeah. How uh, old is the course? Uh, Shenny was built in ni- uh, 1898. Okay. So I mean it's I mean it's definitely possible. Huh. I just never heard that before. Um so I'll yeah. I'll have some uh digging into and uh maybe some more information to come on that. Um yeah. Keep me so close. uh it's like you know it was actually public, they just didn't like your grandfather did, yeah. so they, <laughs> they told him it was uh so, well I mean funny <laughs> you mentioned that. Um I'm on the putting green and Todd comes out the starter and he's like uh Mr. Ackley, you can play with uh, Lance and John and Kenny. And I'm like, all right, cool. Where, where the fuck are they? And Lance has got a um, a bucket hat on. And he's like, uh, what Ackley are you? Who's Cal to you? And I was like, well, I mean, Cal's my grandfather's brother. Like, I mean, he's like in his 80s. Like, yeah. Why wouldn't you ask me about someone a little bit younger, maybe? Yeah. Uh, so how, how old is the guy you're talking with? In his 60s. Okay, okay. This is where it gets weirder. Yeah. So he's like, oh, well, who's your father? I, I tell him who my dad is. He's like, oh, I know your dad. I see your dad all the time. I was like, in my head, I'm just like, why wouldn't you have asked about my dad then? Well, so right. I played Little League with your dad, blah, 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 blah. He's like, uh, you can tell your dad later uh, that you played with Lance. He'll know me. I was like, all right, great. 
Uh, Lance was a lot happier to share with me that he knew my dad than my dad seemed to be when I told him that I played with Lance. Isn't uh, that always how it is? It seems to be. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I will say I want the holes. He's like, oh, so what do you do for work? And I told him, he's like, oh, did you go to school for that? And I was like, no, dick. What what what, what did you do? What are you, what are you bringing that up for? So you have no, I did. I, I went parents. to school, but not for this specifically. Yeah, I, I went for growth. All right, I, I went to school to keep those options open. Yeah, <laughs> so I come at me, old man. <laughs> oh fucking Lance! So, like, what do you do, Lance? That's what I want to know. So on the first, um, well, I know he works at Shanikasa. Um, oh, he works at Shanikasa. He's retired. Yeah. Okay. He, um. So on the first tee, he's like, we're playing the whites. I was like, I don't give a fuck. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, he's like, what's your handicap? I was like, I'm a 10-3. He's like, yeah. sounds good. I'm a 12. Tell your dad I'm taking your money. I was like, all right, here we go. Well, off the rip. He's, th- he's like, we're playing skins, junk, this and that. I was like, dude, honestly, I'm just going to play and you let me know how it goes. Um. Yeah, you know what you should have said? Like, Lance, that's fine. Let me know how much you owe me at the end of the day. Well, um, I, once he says, like, everyone just throws in 10 bucks to start, and then we'll go from there. And I was like, I don't have any cash. And I was like, it's not going to be a problem for me. Yeah. Anyways, um, it was – the round went well. Now, by – it's a little weird me saying that because I shot a 44 on the front. Um, okay. So I shot eight over on the front. But – um, on the second hole, I missed a three foot par putt. Um, on the fourth hole, um, which is a par three, I three putt bogeyed, um, got in there and won. It was great, but like I ended up rolling it past on my first putt. And then I was like five feet away, fucking missed that. Um, on the eighth hole, which is a par five, um, I put my tee shot in like towards the woods. We thought we saw it drop, but I need to hit a provisional, right? Mm-hmm. So I hit a fucking provisional, find the first ball. All right, cool. Give me the fucking provisional. Hit my next shot. That also stays on the right hand side. And I'm like, all right, I saw where it came down, but like there are white stakes. So I was like, let me hit another fucking provisional. <laughs> good, good thing I have this ball. <laughs> yeah. So I get up to my ball and I find it. It's probably out of bounds by two inches three inches uh, like like just direct line from where the the last one was and i said to the guy i was playing with i was like kenny i think that's out and he's like i think it it might be as well i was like all right well pick this up go play the provisional so at that point i'm hitting like fucking five um, why is it out of bounds there if you don't mind me ask like what's what's on the other side of it, was, it- uh, um you know what that's a good point i don't i don't necessarily see why the white stakes are there um i wonder if it's like a change in property or is it woods in between two holes i mean the woods separates two holes but yeah you know it is a good point uh oh you know what maybe it isn't their property i i I would find it hard to believe but if by chance all these trees right here Oh yeah, pro- that because everything else around it is golf. So I don't know, but yeah, yeah, stakes there pretty shitty. Usually that stuff's like a red stake. If it's internal like, like that, right? Like, I mean, I've seen white internal out of bounds. 
Um, yeah, but that's usually for things like um, where did we play? Holes. You don't want yeah. people. No. Oh, at Heaney, for example, there was that. Uh, I know you got into trouble with this. There was that internal out of bounds because there was like a cemetery like right off. The, oh, well, there's like, that. I, I Stanley like, has usually it's like out of the change. Yeah. Wait, Stanley does. Yeah. You can't play on the white, the long par four with water. If you go to the right of that water, it's internal. Oh. Yeah, I mean, that's right. I mean, that, that makes sense, too. That's just to keep you from because people would like play down that hole or whatever. But like, I think with like the wood situation like that, I don't know. That's I don't. Yeah. Well, I didn't like it. So anyways, yeah. um. <laughs> I'm trying to save you a stroke here. Go back, That's play all. the provisional. Uh, yeah. I ended up carding an eight, uh, which um, once I got it, I, I I was like, Lance, put me down for an eight. He's like, yeah, but it's a seven because you're handicapped. And I was like, I mean, all right. But like when I put it in, like I was like, I don't Sure. But I'm writing eight on the scorecard. Um, Probably it, for your match. They're giving it'll be you a seven. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So. Okay. Um, and then on the ninth hole. I put the ball in the back of the green and I four putt for a double bogey. I was probably like 90 feet away. Like, I mean, it, like the first putt, I, I didn't even get 15 feet to the hole. Like I was so far away from the cup and it was downhill that it, it, I had no chance. Um, I knew I was going to three putt, but I didn't think I was going to four putt. And, but that was the same sort of thing. I missed like a, two foot putt um yeah that shouldn't have um, happened but outside of that i parred the number one handicap i parred the number five of uh, the number three handicap and i parred the number five handicap okay um, um so i felt like i was i was shooting well um it sounds like your putting was it, honestly based off what you're saying to me right now. It sounds like you might have had one of your worst putting rounds of the year. I mean, uh, 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 in terms of putting, I went one, two, one, three, two, one, one, two, four. Oh, so the three and the fours aren't good. Ones, yeah, those happen. Okay. Um, so a couple, couple tough ones. Yeah, yeah. But um, so flip the card at forty four, and well, I uh, was... before you go on to the back, can I yeah. just make a really quick comment? I love, and I think this needs to happen more. You just got paired up with this random group of people, and they're including you in like their game. And I, I think that that never happened. Like usually, like if like say like I'm out as a single, you're playing with like three other guys. Like they have like their own game going or whatever. Like hey, how are you? Like oh, we got a game going. Like whatever. Like they don't like ask you. I, I think that needs to happen more. Like if you're I just playing with some random people, just include them in the game. If they want to, if they want to say no, they can. But like hey, like we usually do this. You want to get in? What's your handicap? Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, it doesn't happen enough. And I was I was really I was happy to be included. It makes it a lot more fun. Um, on, and you get to engage with them, more, especially people so, you don't know. Like, here's an example of, you know, why it was fun on the sixth hole. Number one handicap. Um, I believe my second short shot. So I have to chip on the guy. Lance puts his ball on in two to about nine feet. Mm. He's got a birdie putt. He misses his birdie putt. I put my chip tight to about four feet. I make the par putt. So no skins were so like I'm helping yeah. out the rest of the group or like you're in, interested in everyone's score. So I, I felt included. I definitely enjoyed it. 
Um, and I had two skins and a Sandy on the front. So I was leading, um, I was leading the team, make the turn. I was, awesome. I, I was leading the team. So 10 pole, two, two skins, a Sandy, a three and a four pile. What a, what a front. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Um, the kitchen so sink flip the card. Um, number four handicap. Um, it, it, it's a tough roll. Um, put my second shot over the green, had to chip up beautiful and then probably drain like a 15 foot putt for par. So that was cool. Let's go. The, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Huge, the put, the, I liked the putting then didn't, uh, I didn't do very well on, on the next hole. I got a double bogey. I deserved it. Um, I hit a piss poor second shot that landed in the bunker. My third mm-hmm. shot was good, but everything rolls away from that bunker towards yep. not being on the green. So my that shot didn't even stay on the green. I'm chipping on for four, end up two putting for or uh, no, I put it close. I missed like a three foot um putt for bogey. So ended up with a double there, which is slightly annoying. But then I yep. um I par the next four holes hitting each green in regulation. Oh, I'm sorry, no. Three straight holes I parred hitting the greens and then two putt. Then the 15th hole, which is a par three, I put my tee shot in the bunker, but uh-huh. I got out with the Sandy and I made the par putt. So let's go. Huge. Yeah, no, I was feeling good. Um, then I bogeyed number 16, which it's just a tough hole. Um, number 17 coming home, I pissed on my tee shot um, right down the middle, put it on the green, two putt par. Going into eighteen, I was like, "We could we could have ourselves a, a, a decent back nine. I mean, I'm only three over going into eighteen on the back. Like, yeah, we, we could have ourselves a little day. So, and eighteen is what a par four? It's a par five. Um, oh, okay, definitely gettable four eighty. Um, yep. but I put my tee shot in the bunker. Okay, so hit an eight iron out, advance it like I don't know, buck fifty or something like that. Um leave myself around like a buck 30 or so to the green. See if we can get one on two putt and get out of here. Um, grab a nine iron. The second I hit it, the biggest gust of wind. I, I thought I hit the ball perfectly. Yeah, My ball was about 40 yards over the green in the middle of the 10th fairway. Um, I didn't have like, cause I, I was just like, oh shit. I went over like, yeah. So I left my cart. I let, I didn't have my watch. I did like, so I just finally, as I'm, I'm looking around. Cause I was like, I see a ball, but I don't fucking see anyone else on this course in yeah. this area. And that's concerning me. So yeah. go over the ball. Yeah. I'm like 45 yards from the pin, <laughs> the, the green. This is an elevated green. It's gotta be at least 20 feet above. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'd say at least about 20 feet above me. Okay. Um, Running away from you. I would have to assume. Uh, yeah, if I if I would go too far, my ball would go off the green into yeah. the front bunkers. Yeah. So it was a back flag um, kind of towards the center of the green. Um, I put one up, just used a 52 degree, uh, opened it a little bit because um, I would use a 56 if I know how fucking far away I was and how, I, how high I needed to get it. But open up my 52, looks great, and it goes in the hole. No shit. Yeah. Really? Nice little birdie. And, dude, and like I I was so pumped, but like everyone kept on being like, oh great eagle. And I'm like, guys, listen, like 
let me enjoy this. Like, don't make me keep correcting you that it's not an eagle. I put the first one in the bunker, shot the fucking third one over the green. Like, no. So that sucked. But it you got to have cool. a real big dick to put your second on a par five 40 yards over. I got to tell you that yeah. much right yeah. now. <laughs> um, It was. That was cool. So ended with a skin there, ended with an extra birdie there. Um, Ended up. I also like the way they do this. Um. They settle up in the bar after, uh, and yeah. the winner buys the first round, is what they said typically happens. And I was like, I don't care. So yeah. I ended up winning like 30 bucks. And spent did they like tell 20. you this after you won? No, they said on the first tee, they're like, we typically yeah. go in for a beer and like the, the winner will buy. And, and I said yeah. when we were there, I was like, so winner buys. And they're like, if, if you're up for it, and I'm like, I just took your money. Sure. I don't fucking yeah. care. Yeah, um, exactly. So yeah, the drinks were like 28 bucks and uh, I Perfect. won 30. So I, yeah, we came out, we came out a winner there. Um, So ended up with a 37 on the back for an 81. Um, But because <laughs> I couldn't triple that. Um, It's, it logs it for an 80. Um, So what's your, did you get back into single digits? No, 10.0. <laughs> Man, no. Oh. How many? Like I've had this happen to me on multiple occasions. Like if you yeah. look at my gin history, the amount of time I've spent at ten point zero is rude. Um, that is unbelievable. So I've got my next round. I've played great at Shenny all year. Um, well, you should. You probably played that course more than any other course in the uh, other than your family's golf course that. I'm sorry to say it's no longer open, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, let's see. Okay. I shot an 81 there on May 27th. I shot an 81 there on July 3rd. I shot and an 80 there on October 20th. Hell yeah, an 80. 280 isn't an 81 or was it 281? Either way, I'm very, very pleased with the way I must be a cupcake track. (laughs) It, uh, yeah, so I'm sitting at a 10.0 right now, and I have what's coming off. Is there any? I got any shot. Oh, Shanikas, an 81 is coming off after three rounds, so I've got two washes, and then one will count. Okay. So, I mean, we've got a chance this time of the year. I don't know. I don't. You got two, uh, what, two weeks left in your season, essentially? No, I've got the whole month of November. I mean, I've got. It ends November 15th? Because I think today, I think today is my last day. Oh, then, yeah, mine is the, is November 15th. Okay. Um. Okay. And you're at a 10.0 with two weeks to go. So you figure, call it two rounds you'll play? I hope. Uh, no, there's no golf scheduled for this weekend. November 14th. Yep, that's the last day. Um, you're like for sure not playing? Yeah, we have family plans on Sunday and Saturday. I definitely need to do some like leaf removal. 
probably power okay. wash the house. It's, it's just stuff I need to do around the house. Get, you need get to ready do for... outside stuff before you can't do outside stuff anymore. Yeah, winter winter is yeah. coming. So yeah. uh, definitely got to prepare for that. Um, So don't have anything planned this weekend. But you never know. I, I've, I've said this before. Um, sometimes you just get the get the sun. Yeah, you just have to. No, I feel you. Today is my last day. I can log scores and I'm definitely not getting out for a round of golf today. Um, I have. I can play one round before. The end of the year before other scores, come. I basically have one free round to play. If I just drive into Massachusetts and play, I'm able to log a score because Massachusetts is the right. same as Connecticut. It goes until so I might try. I start my new job in like two weeks, so I have some free time. I might try to get out. Maybe I'll, I'll drive down to Massachusetts and play, maybe play the ranch or something like that before the end of the year, get one one more score logged. Um, I love it. D- the, but, you just don't want to put yourself in a situation where you show up to punched greens. Dude, I know. I put, When I played the other that round I talked about last week, I played like 12 holes or whatever. The, the greens were punched like a week or two ago and they were still a little bit bumpy. Um, but I will rest assured that's something I will look into. Um prior to booking a tea time. I also think depending on where in New York, I like if I drove a little South in New York, I think it becomes a different, um, I'm pretty sure territory. I'm pretty sure that Jack falls in line with like a certain part of New York. He does. He's in the, he's in the Met section, but I just don't know where the Met section ends and my, and like the New York state golf association starts in terms of territory. Um, so I'm not sure like what courses are part of what, um, not like I, like, I mean, if I, like I'm more than happy to just go play a course around here and not be able to lock the score. Like I'd rather be able to play versus like driving an hour to be able to get a score in. But, um, it would be nice to try to log one more and see what I can get to. I'm at a 7.4 right now. Yeah, I, I I could see it a six seven. I, I I could see a finish in the year at a six seven, a strong six seven. By the by the way, my low is hold on. I think my low is six. My low is a six point nine. I would have to post something really deep to get to beat that. But also, I was saying to you before, my next time I'm really going to be playing golf after the season ends is going to be <clears throat> when I go to Scottsdale with my buddies. And I don't know if I necessarily want to have a really low handicap. <laughs> so me, <laughs> it's it's tough. You want to be playing to the point where you like they they say that you shoot your handicap roughly twenty five percent of the time. Yeah, you which I think that... is high. I, I would say closer to fifteen to twenty percent. Because I mean, if you just do the math, or. Well, your handicap changes. That's what's yeah, like. yeah, that's true. Um, but I, I, you just want like that twenty five percent to come out for your boys' trip. Like, there's nothing worse than like first tee, and you're like, God, the shanks. This is all like, uh, well, it's it's one thing to take a boys' trip in I don't know July or like May when you're like you've been playing a little while, like taking a boys trip in January for the kid that lives in upstate New York. Like that's tough, man. <laughs> like I, I've barely been playing golf the last month, month and a half anyway. So then to go another two, two and a half months, get on a flight, play like, I think we're going to try to play three rounds in the, in 
48 hours like i'm gonna be fucked i like it i like it but eh, whatever i don't care i'm 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 there from the camaraderie and i'll take the money anyway yeah i mean you'll win some money on the side too that that always helps a little bit yeah exactly um so yeah man that's uh that's that my my season's wrapping up over here you just posted a fucking 81 at shenny it's actually it posted as an 80 because so you have an 81 and two 80s posted at shenny so you have a scoring average of what 80.3333333 at shenny it's not bad man it's not bad it's not bad Um, at all it it's certainly a course that i feel really uh comfortable with on the greens although mm-hmm. four putt three putt uh, like you know submit no it just i'll tell you what i feel a lot more comfortable and here's a perfect example on the 17th hole i had like an eight to nine foot putt for par um actually it might have been a little bit longer than that everyone drained their fucking putts and i was like well you left me no choice and it probably had like six inches of break right to left on it and i just drailed it i i I just walk up to it and i'm just like yeah i uh i I have a good feeling this is gonna go in is 17 that par three that's on the water is that 16 15 is the par three um oh there's once you go across the water it's 15 is the par three then 16 is the dog leg left that that green overlooks all the water. Mm. Um, 17 T boxes down by the water. Usually you get a great breeze coming off of it um, to pipe one into 17. Uh, yeah. Fairway. I don't really, I remember the par three, I guess I don't really remember. I don't really remember that course that well. I only played it that one time that you and I were driving back from Newport, which honestly at this point has to be eight years ago eight years yeah i was just gonna say eight years ago which is fucking crazy that that was that long ago i i'm definitely a lot more confident in my golf game than i was eight years ago same dude i completely agree you would i i think i if you and i played 20 times eight years ago i'm fairly certain you'd beat me 18 to 19 times out of them yeah i I, you You've definitely stepped up your game a lot. I feel like I've just kind of, I've felt like I've averaged it out. Like I used to be good for some 95s, some 97s. Yep. So like you're much more consistent. Like you're like 80, you're like mid to low 80s pretty consistently these days. Yeah. Uh, 90 is the highest score I've logged this year. Uh, mm-hmm. 39 scores, 90 is the highest, 77 is the lowest, gives me an average of 84 and a half. Um, which is that's a, great. Yeah, I am mid eighties. <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, eighty five is kind of like my um, like my marker. Like if I'm at least below eighty five, like I'm I'm fairly content with how I play. Like if I if I don't break eighty five, I'm like, what the fuck you just do? Like you you should be able to stay below eighty five. But like any in that eighty to eighty five range, I'm pretty content. I mean, I mean, if you break eighty, like what the fucking suit you know like you can't be too you can't have too many too high of expectations out here right yeah Yeah, no i uh unfortunately the season is coming to an end but gotta keep getting out there tp an 80 at tpc river highlands i mean i've just been bringing it oh yeah let's let's not have a match huh we'll figure it out we'll figure it out the season's coming to an end as is the episode I'm Kevin O'Coin.
And I'm Brian Ackley. This has been Life in the Rough, the podcast. We appreciate you tuning in. We'll catch you next week. See ya. Peace.